0: Bonjour, ladies and House. how are you? All good in the hood, I hope, and hopefully you have recovered from that very, very cheeky workout. We've got a lot of questions to get through tonight, a hell of a lot. So I'll wait for some of you to tune in and then we're going to get rocking and a rolling because we do have a lot to get through. One thing I will say, it is week two, just finished week two, and something that I said at the beginning of the Training Day Challenge is do not expect anything to happen in the first two weeks. Remember what I said. Be, be a tortoise, but also understand that if you get the mindset of this first two weeks, is just your body adapting to the changes which you're making with your diet, with your training, and with your routine. Now the fun starts, Okay. We're going into week three. Week three, I call wobble week. And one of the main reasons I call it wobble week is people go hell for leather the first couple of weeks and then their body starts to catch up. Okay, week three is when your body starts going, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? And then, you you know, you start to get a little bit of a wobble. And that's absolutely fine because something that I said at the start um, of the challenge is you don't learn anything from a perfect week so many people look at fat loss as you know, fail, failure or success, instead of understanding that every single part on your journey is a learning process. The more mistakes that you make, the more failures you make, the more lessons you learn and the better you get. But you can only learn the lessons if you understand what it is that you're either doing wrong or where it is that you're going wrong, okay? So, now the magic starts, we're only a third of the way through, and now we're going on to week three. Okay, so let's rock and roll. Uh, No questions, just thank you for the challenge, my weight isn't changing much, but I'm okay with that. Tortoise all the way for this girl, hell yes. Be a tortoise, as I said, first two weeks, don't expect anything to happen. If you have had anything happen this first two weeks, bonus, bonus. Now we're coming into the fun part. And I will say, I've had a couple of winners on my challenge that have been so frustrated in week two and frustrated in week three and went on to win, okay? And this is not about winning on this Train With Jay challenge, but it's about understanding that all of our bodies work in different ways. Some will lose weight fast, some will lose weight slow, some will learn a lot about themselves during this six weeks. Some people might just lose a pound, but this would have been the best experience that they've ever been through because they've learned so much about themselves. So if you have this mindset of growth in every single thing that you do, you will always learn the lessons which life is going to give you. And there's actually a quote in Stoicism called Amor Fati." Okay, and what amor means is the lover of fate. Good things are going to happen in your life and you're going to you know, enjoy them and appreciate them. Bad things are going to happen in your life and you're going to learn from them and get stronger. And it's important to look at both good and bad things as the same things because good things happen to people all the time, bad things happen to people all the time. And it's all about the lessons that we learn from those things. Okay? um as i haven't got any heavier weights would it be best to change the tempo or add some extra sets in ps loving the channel so far so yeah i've only i've only just had some new tens delivered today and what i tend to do is slow the tempo down and increase the rep range on the sets um as i said it's a harder game to play but you just got to play the game Uh, How can you structure a good morning routine and workout schedule for the week? Firstly, the most important thing is to map out your week. Look at the uh, the length of time that you have available for things. What do I mean by that? Some people have an hour in the morning to do stuff, in which case there's lots of things that you can do for your morning routine. You can go for a walk. You can do lots of different things. Some people might only have 15 minutes. And if you've only got 15 minutes, you've got to ask yourself, what is the best bang for your buck thing to do in the morning to get you set up for the day? And I'll tell you one of three things that I recommend doing if you've only got 15 minutes. Reading, stretching, breathing, or meditating. Four things, okay? Reading, stretching, meditating, breathing. Breathe for five minutes, meditate for 10. Um, Stretch for 10 minutes, breathe for five. Stretch for 10 minutes, meditate for five. Stretch for five minutes, meditate for 10. If you've only got 15 minutes, that's what I'd recommend that you do. If you've got more, then you can add more things on. You know, I have a long morning routine. I have a very long morning routine. I'm up at uh, quarter to six, and I don't actually go out on my walk till about seven. So I have about an hour and 30, hour and 45 minutes where I get up before anybody else I get 15 minutes of stretching in, 15 minutes of reading in, uh, about 20 minutes of journaling and mapping out, and then I go for a walk. Then I go for a C-dip. So I have a very long morning routine, but not everyone gets the benefit of that, and not everyone gets up as early um, as I do. So think about how much time you've got, and then work towards the best bang for your buck things for that morning routine. Uh, no question. Just a heartfelt thank you for the people who reached out and pulled me out of a hole. Air horn, please. Yes. Oh, that's, a, that's a loud air horn tonight. That is a very loud air horn. Okay. What food can I have for lunch that's quick and easy? I'm not a fan of eggs or omelets, etc. Out the question. Um, I have Muscle Food. If you go to MuscleFood.com, I have the meal prep pots. The they have this sunshine chicken, uh, Thai green curry. They've got Korean rice. Amazing. About five or six, from frozen, six minutes in the microwave, you're good to go. Three to 400 calories, high in protein and tasty as fuck. Um, so I highly recommend getting the muscle food meal prep pots. Also, places like Tesco's, Sainsbury's and that, they do the healthy microwave meals. And I know some people will be looking at this and go, oh, microwave meals. Some of them are phenomenal, and the meal prep pots that muscle food do, they're all they're all fresh frozen. So they all have fresh vegetables, rices, and, and, and um, protein sources in it, and they're fantastic. And, and they are quick and easy. So that's my recommendation. That's what I've been living on for the last three years. Uh, first week, lost four pound. My weight hasn't changed this week. I've eaten around 11,000 calories a day. I hope that wasn't, I hope you haven't been eating 11,000 calories a day. Um, I work out five to six times a week and always do uh, over 10,000 steps a day. What can I do to boost my weight loss? Should I increase my daily protein? Thing is, if you increase your daily protein, you're also increasing your daily calories because, of course, calories have protein in. One thing I will say is this. Take it slow, oh, oh. Here's the thing. Your first week, you lost four pounds. Your second week, you've lost no pounds. And for some reason you think, okay, that you need to boost your weight loss. Imagine this, imagine that you lost in your first week two pounds. And imagine in your second week, this week you lost two pounds. You're gonna be fucking happy as anything because you've lost two pounds week one, two pounds week two. Yet, it's exactly the same amount of weight that you've lost at the moment. Just because you lost four pounds last week, and no pounds this week four pounds is a lot of weight to lose in a week so what you can understand is your body's just playing a bit of catch-up and regulating itself out and actually four pounds in two weeks is incredible incredible so i'd say you sound like you're doing everything right as long as you are doing everything right patience and persistence is the game to play Okay, uh, I find it difficult to meal prep because I don't know what I want to eat during the week. How can I change this? As I want roast when I have fish planned, I I, I I I double looked at that. I want roast when I have fish planned. Okay, so the way that I kind of plan my meals out for the for the week is, I'll I will make a list of my protein sources. So my protein sources for the week in the evenings is either chicken. And if we want to change the flavor of the chicken, we have these Maggie wraps. If you go into Sainsbury's or Tesco's, you get these little paper wraps. Wrap the chicken in there and put it in the oven for 20 minutes. Amazing, okay? Amazing. So that changes the flavor of the chicken. I usually have chicken two or three times a week. I tend to have steaks, um, like Tuesdays or maybe Thursdays, and I buy these big horseshoe gammon steaks as well. Um, Really lean, really high in protein, and... uh, and they're pretty cheap too so I tend to mix between those steaks um, chicken and gammon throughout the week uh, I don't eat too much fish if I'm being honest but it's understanding what protein sources you have got there then carb sources so my carb sources tend to be just rices or potato I tend to get the Tilda microwave rices and have the different flavors in there so I can mix up the different tastes like coconut rice, uh, pilau rice Um, vegetable rice and I mix those up with either the chicken etc etc and then I also have different types of potatoes so I love mashed potato I'm next level at making mashed potato Um, I I make some healthy roast potatoes so what I tend to do is peel potatoes get the little fry light fry them uh, Mm -hmm. just put a little fry light spray on a little bit of garlic a little bit of rosemary and then whack that in the oven for like 30 minutes beauty absolute beauty especially with gammon amazing and then the rest is stacking it up with vegetables okay a, a really tasty vegetable highly recommend is pak choy okay pak choy amazing just reminding me that i've got two pak choys which are going out of date which i need to cook up and prepare so um mixing your protein understanding what protein source you got for the week understand what carb sources and what vegetables that you add in and then mix and match okay based on what you want to to have Um, at what point should we be looking to readjust calories and macros so if you are in every single week you want to make a decision on whether you're going to drop 100 calories for the week I would only drop 100 calories down from what you're doing if what you're doing isn't going to be detrimental so you're feeling a bit lethargic and tired and then you decide to drop 100 calories you're just making your game a lot harder to play the next thing is, is this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this a lot on this, ladies and gents, because it's important, okay? What this is, is me, okay, looking at myself in the mirror and asking myself, Jay, have you tracked everything, everything to the letter, including your milk and your tea, What about that oil, that bit of oil that you put in the pan? What about that knob of butter that you put in your mash? What about those couple of spoons of sugar that you put in your coffee? Did you track them? Did you? Can you honestly look at yourself in the mirror and say, I tracked everything? And if the answer's yes, then of course make a change. But if the answer's no, which then what I would focus on doing is accounting for more of those things so I can make those changes. One of the things that a couple of people have said, and and, and this, is, this is so important to understand, I've never in my eight or nine years of doing this, working with tens of thousands of clients, had someone come to me and say, Jamie, I followed the plan to the letter and got no results. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't. This game is difficult to play but it's not impossible and at the same time it's understanding our habits and our routines okay we're the biggest liars to ourselves we want to convince ourselves that we're doing everything but a lot of the time we're not and this goes back okay this goes back to when I was competing i remember in 2010 okay so 11 years ago 11 years ago I was on the British Championship stage. I thought I looked amazing, okay? I'd been prepping for like 14 weeks, and I stepped on stage at the British Natural Bodybuilding Finals, and I didn't get a placing. And two weeks before, I'd become British champion in another federation. So I was livid. I was absolutely livid. I was like, I couldn't have trained any harder. I couldn't have dieted any more. I did everything, everything to the letter to get that to get that first place. And I remember being frustrated, okay? I remember being frustrated with the judge, and I said, look, I couldn't have got any leaner. I did everything that I could. And they looked at me and said, you can always get leaner. And as angry as I would, I went back to the drawing board, and do you know what I found? That I was doing everything wrong. <laughs> I wasn't tracking this, I wasn't tracking that. I, I wasn't even tracking my calories. I wasn't even tracking my carbs. I was doing too much training. I was, you know, I had a couple of nights out, not drinking. I, I had like a, a slimline vodka and stuff. But I realized that I just, I convinced myself that I knew everything when I knew nothing. And that, that very moment there was a complete change in my bodybuilding career because I, I had to go back to the start and, sh- and, and try all again and figure it out from scratch. And I'm glad I did because I realized so much of what I wasn't doing that it only took two more years and I became European champion and and managed to be one of the best competitors on stage like you know, for conditioning and getting lean. Now I know that's an extreme example, but it was just, I convinced myself that I was doing everything and I wasn't doing anything. And when a lot of people come to me and go, I'm doing everything, I kind of tell them that story and go, but are you? because a lot of people are doing everything based on the knowledge that they have. But, fat loss is like learning Japanese, okay? You're not gonna learn Japanese in two weeks, just as much as you're not gonna master fat loss in two weeks either. It took me obsessively doing it, okay, so competing at a high level, and getting, you know, learning about my body, learning about things, it took me 12 years, 12 years of this to actually understand what it was to keep me maintained to have the right habits in place so I don't yo-yo in wait 12 years and if you think about learning Japanese if I've been learning Japanese for 12 years I'd be quite fluent so it just takes time okay it just takes time Okay, I've been really struggling with stress recently, then I go into a self-loathing type thing. Any motivational tips to get my mind back on track? I've got a, I've got a quote on my arm, um, on the back here. And What it says is, memento mori. What memento mori says is, remember that you have to die. Now, a lot of people think that that's somber, but it's not. It's a, it's a reminder that there is one inevitable thing in this world. That we all have an amount of time to do as much as we can with our lives and enjoy as much of it as possible and achieve as much as possible before we all disappear. And I remind my the reason I got it tattooed is I remind myself every single day that all of this is going to finish one once. And I'm going to be 80 years of age, I'm going to be 85, and I'm going to be looking back at all the little shit that I was worried about now, and I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh and go, I can't believe you were so worked up about that, or I can't believe you didn't commit to doing that thing for that small period of time. And it's just that realisation that life is short. Enjoy the ups and downs. Understand that you're going to make lots of fuck-ups, lots of mistakes. Nothing's going to be perfect. You're going to have periods of stress, really high stress. But because of those periods of really high stress, the good times are going to feel awesome because you're going to compare them to these high times in stress and go, fuck, I feel great now. And this is what the beautiful thing about ups and downs are. You've got perspective. You've, You've got something to compare it to. And without going through high stress points, like without going through the shit that I've been through over the years with, you know, massive amounts of overwhelm, anxiety, burnout, I, I wouldn't get, be where I am today had I not gone through all that shit. And I'm appreciative of it when it happens again because I look at it as what is there to learn from this? Like I'm feeling massive. Like I'm not, but. If I'm saying to myself, I'm feeling massively overwhelmed at the moment, what can I learn from this? What am I doing wrong right now that I can remind myself not to do again so the next time that this happens, I can get out of this funk? And so many. And the problem is, is when people are feeling shit, they don't think about why they feel shit. They don't think about the things that they're doing at that moment in time that makes them feel shit. Because if you understand that... You can make better steps not for it to happen again. And also, when you get out of the funk of what you're doing, such as you feel great about certain things that you're doing, such as exercise, such as going for a walk, such as calling your friends, such as doing something, write down the times where you feel fucking awesome as well. Okay, This is so important, ladies and gents. You can hack your happiness by writing down things that make you feel good. And I do this okay I do this whenever I feel this nice warm fuzzy feeling inside I write it down and then I make sure that I have those warm fuzzy feeling routines in my life and I'll tell you what mine are I feel warm and fuzzy and happy when I walk out of the sea after dipping in it but I don't feel happy walking in it I feel warm and fuzzy and happy when I finished a good workout but I don't feel warm and fuzzy and happy going into the workout. I feel warm and fuzzy and happy taking a day off work and switching off my phone, but I don't feel warm and fuzzy and happy the day before I do it. And one thing that I learned, ladies and gents, is the things that make me happy are the things I don't want to do initially, such as writing down my thoughts and feelings, such as breathing, stretching, meditating, exercising, calling people up, making others feel good. You know, it's the but they're all the things that I don't wanna do, but I do them anyway. And and it comes back to my quote of motivation is doing things when you feel like doing it, and discipline is doing things regardless of how you feel. So when you are stressed, ask yourself, what is there to learn from this stress? How is this stress happening? And is there anything that I can do to improve it next time? And be in that learning growth stage, and embrace all all of it. Because we all go through periods of high stress, and we all go through you know, difficult times, and we all go for good times too. No question, I've managed one workout this week, but I have been in deficit all week, but not lost any weight, not letting it derail me, and trusting the process is my true victory, true victory this week. Hell yes. Okay, I'm 5'11", and active. My fat loss calories are 2,400. I have been well under my calories for the last couple of weeks, so I was looking to reduce them by 100 a day from Monday. I've been averaging 1900 calories a day anyway should I reduce some further and the answer is no why should I say no because I'm 5 foot 11 and I'm I'm active okay I'm 5 foot 11 and active when I used to compete at a high level I would start my diet on 2900 calories and 16 weeks of dieting later 16 weeks of dieting later the lowest I'd ever had my calories before I stepped on a European champion stage ch- championship stage was 2,200. And that was the last week or two. Now, I don't want to go into details of just how lethargic and exhausted I was in the last final two weeks on being on 2,200 calories. Now, why am I saying all of that? You're not on 1,900 calories. You do not need to reduce it down. What you need to do is be honest and look at the food that you're tracking because you're missing things out. I saw someone in the comment say, I really need to track olive oil. Yes, you do. 10 grams of olive oil, which is a little drizzle, is 90 calories. If you do that every single day, okay, you are basically consuming 600, 700 calories a week. Let's take that over for six weeks. That's two days' worth of food just for a little drizzle of olive oil. Small things done consistently... Um, compound to big things so what i would say is rather than reduce your calories down have a look at your food because there'll be stuff in there that you've added maybe milk butter maybe other things which you haven't tracked and i guarantee all of that made up will go over what you've put because 1900 calories for a 5 foot 11 active person i you know that that's what most, you know, five foot eight, five foot nine females should be starting on. Um, so what I would just say is really look at your calories this week, okay? And here's the thing: do you know why I'm passionate about this? Be, and and I say to people, please, before you make any changes, look at what you're doing, because I want you to listen, ladies and I want you to eat as many calories as humanly possible while losing weight. I don't want you to drop your calories. And if I can just get you to look at your calories and what's going in and how you're tracking better, then you get to eat more calories. And that's the most important thing for me, that you're not dropping your calories and just being more aware of what's going in, because then you can eat more, and, and you're playing a better game, okay? I do not want you to... I don't want any, anyone to drop calories, okay? It's, it's always like, right, I'm, I've been... I've been doing this for two to three weeks, tracking everything, everything to the letter, and most people who do that don't need to make any changes because they're eating the right amount of calories. Okay? Um, Someone put, I haven't tracked my coffee. Coffee doesn't contain much calories. The only time that it will do is if you add in milk and sugar or things added to the coffee. I have black coffee, so I don't really track my caffeine. Um, Well, I don't really track my coffee, so is about two calories for a a coffee, unless you're having 50 cups of coffee, in which case you might want to (laughs) cut down on your coffees. Um, It's more of a mindset question, but a difficult situation at work is really affecting how I feel in myself. I know it is a trigger for me, but how do I put that to one side, stop it from being a trigger? Um, When it comes to something like this, is really firstly, knowing that you've discovered that it's a trigger, you've found that it bothers you, And now you need to ask yourself what needs to be done to improve that thing that's happening. If it's a situation at work, it's talking about it. It's finding ways of solving it and also looking at it from a growth mindset point of view. Difficult situations, how am am I going to use this challenge to grow physically and mentally? And I've been through horrible situations at work, you know, one of the most stressful situations for me was end, ending a business partnership, closing my gym facility down, and going off on my own, okay? I had to make people redundant, I had to, you know, close my dream down and split for my business partners, and, and you know, going through that kind of stuff puts a lot of stress on your body, puts a lot of stress on everything, and during those times of anxiety during those times of stress I'd, I'd go for a walk and I'd ponder on it and I'd ask myself what's the opportunity to learn from here how can we best tackle this and what can we what can we walk away with having better experience and just have seeing it as a challenge writing things down I was able to deal with it so much better And actually come up with better solutions for it, feel better about it, and actually have that perspective of, uh, do you know what, as horrible as it was, it was the best experience of my life because I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about my mood. I learned so much about stress management. 2018, 2016, very stressful time. 2017, very stressful time. 2018, very, very stressful time. Okay, lots of funks, lots of anxiety. And... This is where 2018 some of my strong inbuilt habits came from. I, 2018 I started sea dips. Okay, that was the first time I started sea dips. I started cold showers. You know, I started doing things differently in my routine to test things that I think might have worked. And for me, cold you know cold showers and sea dips have changed my life. You know, they have. They've made me feel so much more disciplined. They've made my, they've you know, elevated my mood and there was the stuff that I would never would have introduced in my life had I not gone through the stress and anxiety and looking for ways to solve it um, so look at it as a learning curve and what is the opportunity to challenge yourself to grow from it no questions but I just want to say this challenge is helping me help keep me busy through a bit of a tough time at home so thank you no thank you thank you Um, I think I've lost four pounds each week. Uh, Surely that can't be right. I know I've done some additional workouts, but would that make a big difference? For some people, as I said, we we all respond to things differently. I mean, if you've lost eight pounds, firstly, let's get a massive air horn there. That's awesome. Okay, but some people getting a new routine, moving more, you know, sorting the nutrition out and getting the workouts in can make a massive change to people. They can, and eight pounds is absolutely awesome. So don't complain. They ain't broke. Don't fix it. Keep going. It sounds awesome. I just want to say a big thank you to all the team who have helped me get through these two weeks. I've had a rather stressful week, but I've learned to take each day as it comes. Do you have any tips for stress eating? As soon as I feel down, stressed, I find myself craving fast food and chocolate. Um, Okay. I think it's important to understand this. You're not craving fast food and chocolate. You're craving something that makes you feel better. Okay, I'll say this again. You're not craving food or chocolate, you're craving feeling better than you currently do. And it's understanding what's called the habit loop, okay? And this is the most important thing that will change the game. There's three things in a habit loop. There's the cue, there's the routine, and there's the reward. So when it comes to stress, when you feel stress, The cue is, find something that makes me feel better than I currently do now. So your routine is to go and eat chocolate or fast food or something naughty. And then the reward is you feel better than you felt when you were stressed. Now, the problem with that is this turns into a habit. So when you feel stressed, automatically your brain will go, what did we do last time to sort this out? We went to Mackie D's. Let's go to Mackie D's because if we go there, we're going to feel better. Oh, we feel stressed. What what made us feel better last time we were feeling like this? Oh, I know. We drank four, four, four glasses of wine and we felt great. And then what happens is we gravitate towards the, the wrong things in order to make us feel better. Now, as 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 much as it isn't as fun... And I will say this now, going to have a workout, going for a walk, doing some breathing and meditating and stretching is nowhere near as fun as going to Mackie D's. It produces the same reward. Because if you're feeling shit and you go for a walk or you ring up a friend, I don't know what that is, ring up a friend. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but if you change the routine and still get the reward... You can change the habit and it's just committing to changing the part of your brain that has ingrained doing the bad thing that you're doing such as eating chocolate stress eating emotional eating uh, going to mackie d's drinking booze it's gonna take a while for you to change it is because you have two parts of your brain okay you have basically the ingrained let's call this the ingrained deep part of your brain and it's called the basal ganglia this is where everything's stored so much so that you know you can do things on autopilot and then we have our prefrontal cortex and this is the stuff that's working all the time okay so let's have a look um, basal ganglia if we've been driving for 20 years we don't really need to think about accelerating indicating because we've been doing the routine so long but if someone suddenly pulls out in front of us, we then get prefrontal cortex brain suddenly slams on the brakes. Okay? Oh, fuck. So what you have to understand is that we have to be in this, oh, fuck mode for being consciously aware of what we're doing in that situation. So if you know that you eat shit when you're stressed, you now need to be consciously aware of the things that you're doing. So you need to say to yourself, I'm feeling stressed now. Normally, I would go and eat, Mackey D's normally I would go and smash a couple of beers in and feel better or drink a bottle of wine but what I'm going to try and do is challenge myself to do something different I'm going to go and do a workout I'm going to go and ring one of my friends I'm going to go for I'm going to go for an evening walk and it's going to be difficult for the first time you do it, it's going to be difficult the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time, the eighth, the ninth, the tenth, the eleventh, the twelfth, the thirteenth, fourteen, 15, 16, 17. Why? Because if you've been doing the bad habit for so long, it's going to take a while to see the benefit from doing something different. But when you start to feel less stressed doing the positive thing and you start to get a reward from doing it, the habit will change. And you'll no longer need to eat shit. You'll no longer need to drink booze. You'll no longer just need to do these things because you found a different way to do it. And this is the most important thing. And someone just said there: know your weaknesses. I can't have beers, and this is the truth. I can't have beers in the house Monday to Friday because I will just finish work and go and have a beer. I need to. Re- I can't reduce them down. I have to remove them completely. Okay. I cannot have beers in the house unless it's the weekend and then I go and buy what I need to drink. I will not store beers. I had, I didn't drink for four months last year. I had loads of, I bought loads of crates of beer for Christmas for other people and obviously all the lockdown things came into play for Christmas. So I had crates and crates of beer at my house. Worst thing in the world to have in your house when you start drinking again. Because you just have a couple of beers every now and again. Oh, just have a beer, it feels great, just have a beer. And then suddenly, beer is calories. One turns to two, two turns to a, ha- you know, a bad habit. And then you're, then you're having to undo all the things that you took ages to redo. Does that make sense? So understand it's difficult. And understand that in order to make subconscious changes you need to take conscious action to do so okay uh, it looks like the gyms uh, may be opening in Wales next week do I need uh, to or can I change from home-based bench workouts a gym-based yep we've got loads of gym workouts do not worry um, if the gyms do open in Wales then let us know and we'll give you the codes for the full gym programs to do struggling any tips on learning to like yourself one of the most important things about like yourself is, is understanding, look, you can't move into another body. You have to learn to love yourself. And it is about appreciating yourself and looking after yourself. And, and it is so, so important to do. what I say to people all the time is you've got to treat yourself like a million-pound racehorse. And I say this to people all the time because so many people don't look after themselves. And they wonder why they feel shit. But if you, bought, if you spent a million pound on a racehorse, what would you do? You'd feed it the best food, you'd give it plenty of exercise, and you'd give it plenty of rest. Why? Because you've spent a million pounds on a racehorse. When that racehorse gets to the line and it starts its race, it best fucking win. Because you've paid a million pounds for it, and it does win. Why? Because you give it the best food, you feed it the best, foo- sorry, you feed it the best food, you give it the best exercise, and you give it plenty of rest. Ladies and so you are a million pound racehorse. You are a million-pound racehorse, which is why you need to feed yourself the best food, give yourself pl- plenty of rest and recovery, and exercise, because you are going to perform like that racehorse when you are going around day to day. You're going to love yourself more because you're looking after yourself more, you're caring for yourself more, and the knock-on effect of that means that you get to care for others more. You do. Now, I know for a fact I can't do these live streams. Like You know, I've, I... Ladies and gents, so I've, I've done a 12-hour day. I've literally been on my laptop. I did the workout. I did a bit of a chess session. But I've I've shot, filmed, and edited uh, 18 videos today. Um, I've had back-to-back calls. I've had other live streams. I, I've been mental today. And then, yet yeah, I've got so much energy at 7 to drop the knowledge bombs and to, to turn up. Why? Because I had the whole weekend off. I had the entire weekend off with my family, relaxing, going for walks, not thinking about work. Because when I'm back at work, I'm the million-pound racehorse. I'm back in the fucking race. I'm, I'm coming for you, okay? And it's because I'm I'm resting, I'm recovering, I'm feeding myself good food. I'm caring for myself. So when I am on the race, I'm on the game, I'm ready to rock and roll. But I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now had I, had I not look, looked after myself and learned to love myself for, for going hey you need to look after yourself jay there's people depending on you there's your family there's your clients there's you know all you incredible human beings on the train with jay challenge and i need to be there for you guys so i need to put my oxygen mask on first and look after myself um so yeah hopefully that helps uh, is there any substitutions for the push-up or bum twist exercise my wife hates that uh, Anna is so like, oh god, this is shit. <laughs> so no. Okay, so I would go, I would do push up to knee, knee to chest, push up, knee to chest, push up, knee to chest. If you don't want to do that twist. Uh, do you have any recommendations for a protein powder? If you think that's a smart way to get protein, extra intake, take the meat value amount? Um amount. I, I can actually give you a recommendation. I had a some impact whey protein from My Protein, the Rocky Road flavor, and it was quite nice. Okay, so Rocky Road my protein. I'm sure there is lots of other people in here who can recommend some um, can recommend some protein powders, but that is quite a, a decent high quality one and it's tasty. Okay, I'm sure there's lots of other people as well who've got some. Um, flavor and brand recommendations too uh, not a question just a thanks to my battle buddies for being there for a yap and to those in the group who have joined me in an evening workout the biggest thanks to lou for suggesting it two weeks in and i'm finally starting to enjoy working out again the new workouts help massively but yeah thanks to those who have given me a push over the last few weeks oh yes air horn time uh, hey, I just want to say uh, without this group and Shred, I wouldn't be pushing myself to do more. I most definitely would have been getting home and crashing out, but instead I've been digging deep and getting shit done, resulting in £5 pounds down in two weeks. Bring on three, uh, week three. Hashtag sackers. That's another. Awesome. Okay, feel like I've burnt my candle at both ends this week. Sleepless nights with a little one. It is what it is. I'll improve, I know. But do you have any hints or tips not to cave into temptations of overindulging on times when I feel absolutely drained? Going back to what I said with the habit loop, know that you are in a vulnerable state when you're tired. And even though it's difficult, it's it's being consciously aware of the bad habits creeping in and finding ways to improve it. There are things that can give you extra energy and Extra motivation in the evenings by journaling, breathing, meditating, and stretching. Okay, they sound woo woo, they're not having a nice little evening routine. Um, and I know it's like you know, Archer can be an absolute pain in the ass in the evening, some uh, in the morning sometimes. He, he loves two o'clock, half two in the morning, cry. We put him in our bed, and he seems to have a nice game of smacking me in the head from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m and he he tends to sleep between us and then he, for some i don't know how kids do this but he will rotate on his in his sleep about 360 degrees this way it's it's like what are you doing archer so i totally get the sleepless night thing um it's difficult because it makes the next day um it it does make the, the next day difficult but make sure that you're you're having a little bit of time for yourself in the evenings when you can and it and it's And I love this quote, do what you can with what you have, where you are. Okay, remember that. And sometimes you only need 10 to 15 minutes of doing something positive to make yourself feel better. Uh, Just another big thank you for the brilliant live workouts, love them. And your really useful help desk advice earlier on tweaking the calais, such quick response. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thanks everyone in this group. I love, the love never stops, and it's the best support one could have. Jamie, how are you doing? What have you have been your struggles this week? You're an awesome person, and thanks for what you do every day. Well, thank you. To be honest, this, and I, I will be honest, this this year I've been feeling good. I'm more relaxed, more focused. I'm, in, I'm enjoying taking my weekends off, um, and I'm just just taking each week as it comes. And if I'm being honest, you know, I'm in a I'm in a good place. But thank you for asking um and loving this you know it's just having those solid routines you know having the sea dips having the morning walks um doing the live workouts which i love doing them with you and and taking my weekends off from work that's been a real game changer the rest the rest the rest and the recovery um has been has been great for me but thank you for asking Uh, I've really started enjoying going for walks again to get steps in and normally listen to one of your podcasts or an audio book is there any other podcast you should recommend listening to Um, one that I recommend I'm sure lots of people have got uh, different recommendations but Robin Sharma's Mastery Sessions so type in on Spotify or or iTunes uh, Robin Sharma Mastery Sessions and go right back to episode one some absolute knowledge bombs in there which I love after putting £2 on and only four weeks left in the challenge, how can I get the motivation to get back on track? Is there any battle body groups that need an extra member? So, ladies and gents if there is any other battle body groups that need an extra member, please comment and uh, let us know. And the most important thing this week, getting back on track, is take it slow, oh, oh. take one day at a time okay, let's focus on getting the habits and routines this week, don't think about how much time has gone, how much time is left, let's just focus on week after week, and let's get a good week, okay, let's get a good week, let's get the 10,000 steps in, let's try and get three home workouts in this week, and let's try and get two two liters of water drunk, and let's just focus on that for the week, small things done consistently, turn to big, th- big things over time, okay. Are there any advantages to the way your macros are split over than other than adherence, 40-30-30? The answer is no. Once calories are calculated and protein is sufficient, fats and carbs are personal preference. Some people find their satiety levels better with higher fats, lower carbs. Some people find the satiety levels better with higher carbs, uh, lower fat. I'm more of an advocate of higher carbs, lower fat. I tend to work, I love carbs. Um, but it's not going to make that much of a difference body compositional wise. It's just going to be preference wise, satiety wise, and adherence wise, like you said. Uh, some people are trying to get the perfect like macro split, but what actually matters is consistency, adherence, and enjoyment of what it is that you're doing over time. Uh, could you help me do a proper push-up, please? Okay, so when it comes to proper push-up, what i Firstly, start off doing is from the up position and controlling your body weight down. And then the second thing to get better at push ups is focus on trying to do one every day until you can do one. When you can do one, try and do two. When you do two, try and do three. And give yourself a three month goal to try and get 10 done. Within three months, and it's just focusing on doing a little bit every single day. Start with, I said, the regressive push up. Start from the up position, control yourself down. Aim for doing five of those a day, and then at the end of the week, try and do one completely. Okay, so just getting used to that down will will definitely help. Can I confirm that doing four lives a week in the daily ten thousand steps is enough? Hell yes, hell yes. I wish more people do that. This is what I'm doing. There are so many people doing two or three workouts a day. Um, okay. So the people that are doing two or three workouts a day, they're called hairs. Okay, Hairs. There is no need to do two workouts a day unless you are, unless you have been training for many many years that you ha- maybe do a cardio session or or you know a stretching session in the morning and more of a weights based session in the evening. And you've got three to five years of training on your belt. I don't train twice a week, uh, twice a day. I used to. Um, I used to in my competing days, but that's because I had the time to do it. I didn't have kids. Um, I had more freedom in what I, what I was doing. And, I, you know, I, I get three workouts in a week, some, like, four if I'm lucky. Probably, you know, it's, been, it's literally been the live streams lately. When the gyms open back up, yeah, I will train more, but you don't, I said, three workouts, one on the weekend, 10,000 steps a day, you're doing everything that you need on this challenge. Uh, What is the longest time that you've been maintaining your diet regime for? Is it best to have a six- or ten-week goal, a rest for a week, and then two, and then back again on another six to 12 weeks? So, firstly, it depends on how much you've got to lose. I mean, my diet and training regime that I've been on has been about five years now. Five years. Uh, And it's because I've got a maintenance routine, which I habitually eat the right amounts to to keep maintenance uh, and enjoy what it is that I'm doing. Sometimes my body weight goes up five or six pounds. Sometimes it goes down, and it depends on what it is that I'm focusing on. But what doesn't change is my diet. I eat less of what I'm already eating, um, and I focus on moving a bit more. And it's because I found a routine that works for me. If you've got a lot of weight to to lose, then it's focusing on checkpoints to get to your endpoints. And it's also important to understand that sometimes it's good to take three steps forward and one step back so you can take another three steps forward. And what do i mean by that sometimes can be great if you've got a lot of weight to lose you know if you've got 30 40 50 pounds which you want to get off it's probably worth you know aiming to lose 3 to 5 pounds and and here's the thing we're thinking of long term we're thinking of a year okay you want to lose 30 to 40 pounds in one year aiming to lose 5 pounds then having a rest week where you slightly increase calories maybe you gain a pound and then you focus on the next four weeks to lose five pounds. And then you take a week off where you maybe gain one or two pounds by increasing your calories and still tracking. And then you aim to lose another five pounds. And then you take another week off where you just increase calories slightly, you, you know, have a few things that you enjoy whilst tracked, and then aim to lose another five pounds. Slow and steady wins the race. And that is the great way of doing it by just having those you know, four-week checkpoints and then one week where you slightly increase calories up, and then another four weeks, and then one week, and I don't want to say one week off, but one week where you're eating a little bit more. Okay. Uh, when on a high calorie diet, is there a maximum amount of non nutritious food to aim at, or calories and protein still king, or otherwise I'm eating too much. Diet? Here's the thing, um, Ian, with this. The thing that you want to aim to do is know how many calories that you're consuming. And for yourself, it could be up to like 4,000. If you had 4,000 calories as a very active person who is you know, gaining weight, or let's just say let's realistically for yourself, 3,500, 3,600. You want to make sure that your protein intake is sufficient for yourself, maybe 170, 180, maybe 200 grams of protein max. You want to make sure that your carb sources and that your... It, you know, eating all your micronutrients and everything else like that, and then what you want to do is making sure that you are hitting that calorie surplus. So if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates and you're on three thousand six hundred calories, that's a lot of food. So you're looking for slutty calories, which, as we've already mentioned, such as I don't know, let's just say that you had a, a couple of Snickers bars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I would actually say that you shouldn't worry about at least twenty percent of your diet. Okay, so if you're on 3,600 calories, 720 of those calories a day can be whatever the fuck you like. As long as your protein intake is sufficient, that you're getting good sources of fats and carbohydrates with micronutrients in and fiber. That 20% doesn't matter. So... 20% 20% slightly calories, if you're on 3,600, that's 720 calories as long as the other amount of those calories, which is about 2,900 uh, is from you know good sources which you hit all your targets on uh, I'm struggling to um, stop my addiction to biscuits, uh, that's the biggest thing that I struggle with, if I didn't have this problem I'd be able to stick to a calorie deficit, I know logically I shouldn't, um, so biscuits, your biscuits are like my beer, if you can't reduce something down remove it completely so you've got to ask yourself are you willing to challenge yourself to reduce it down so having a allocated two biscuits a day but if you can't uh, factor it in of course but if you literally cannot do that they, they need to be gone from the house out of sight out of mind okay so if there's no biscuits in the house you can't eat biscuits problem solved okay and if there's no beers in my house on a weekday I don't drink beer. Problem solved. Okay, reduce or remove. And if you can't reduce it, it's gotta be. It's gotta. It's gotta be removed. Just a massive well done to everyone, and a reminder that if you have a bad day, chuck it in the fuck it bucket and try again tomorrow. Hell yes. But what I will say with that is, the fuck it shouldn't be fuck it. I'm gonna go mental. It should be fuck it. Don't worry. It's only one day. Let's get better the next day. That's the way that you should say fuck it, not fuck it. Where's that liter of ice cream uh, to smash down? <laughs> Okay, great second week Jamie. Can I um, get an air horn? Of course you can. can. Oh, that's not an air horn. That's a bicycle that's a bicycle horn, Jay. <laughs> Can I get a shout out to my ba- um, battle buddy Kevin Bacon for uh, being the daily source of inspiration? As he says, shit starts twenty two hundred. Now he's in a better place. At least, tell for being um, someone keeping me accountable and waking up at six a.m. Made such a difference the past two weeks. My question: I feel like I'm in a really good place. For my tracking calories, and protein, but carbs and fat still go under uh, all over for the day a week. Any tips on how better to track these so I can optimize my tracking? Um, look at the meals in which you're consuming, which have high amounts of maybe carbs or proteins in which need to be tweaked or changed or don't worry about it. If your calories are there and your protein intake is sufficient, fats and carbs are going to be up and down. Um, but if you are tracking everything and you have a look at your meals, have a look at some meals which have higher fats in and higher carbs in which you might want to tweak and change. And I've already said that and repeat myself, but it's important. If, when you are measuring and managing things, you can see exactly, you know, the visual data of where things are, going wrong and it's not necessarily going wrong it just means that you want to get a better grip on the fats and pro- carbs so there are some meals during the day which potentially have that spike of carbs or spike of fat which you can tweak and change so it doesn't happen hope, hope that makes sense at what point does your body start building muscle and it affecting your weight here's the thing When you, like, that, it's different to every person. You know, if you've only got a year's worth of training under your belt, then your body is going to be building a lot of muscle because it's a new stimulus. But if you've been training three or four or five years, then obviously that progress is going to be slow. But if you are building muscle and keeping to a routine and your diet's on point, you're going to get to a stage eventually, after a year or two of consistency, where you're not going to be worried too much about the scale because you're visually going to be looking better because you'll be having, you know, building more muscle and potentially dropping more of your body fat and then essentially having a body recomposition so you're going to be able to get away with being at a higher weight because you carry more muscle and you 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 look better and this applies both females and males as well so there is no one point you're never going to look in the mirror and go wow no one ever does but it depends on how long you've been training, how long you've been consistent for and when you have started to notice those results it's not going to be an issue because you know you'd have built up the habits routines and consistency you know i don't i I don't look at scale and go oh i've got so much muscle that you know that might be masking my fat loss because your body will look different as you start to build more muscle I i hope that makes sense no questions this week i just want to say even though i cannot work out for medical reasons i've kept my nutrition in check and i've been slowly increasing my daily steps which is fantastic to hear awesome um, I've been really struggling this way, I've been in such a calorie deficit even with meal prepping but I think the penny has finally dropped about my macros 2071 is a lot of calories but I need to make sure I'm getting them in the right places I think my body wants uh, more and I've been ignoring that I've been under across the board but I've decided I'm going to be intentionally significantly increasing increase my protein but is that the right thing to do? Uh, hashtag Fantastic Five awesome, thank you for letting me connect with such an awesome bunch of ladies First, you're welcome um, That's the second person who said oh, I need to increase my protein intake You don't the only thing that increasing your protein intake, it will will do two things. One, it will increase your calories because protein has calories in, um, and two, it can have a positive effect of, you know, curbing your satiety levels or improving your satiety levels, so you feel more satisfied. But two thousand seventy one as a female is quite a lot of calories, so rather than you know increase your protein, just make, you know. Maybe a 200 calorie reduction from your carbohydrates and maybe this week go in on 1900 calories or even 1800 calories. See how that goes for this week uh, and go from there. And also you know your body wanting more food, look at choosing better food choices. so more voluminous food, vegetables, starches, rices uh, and, and filling out your foods with them because you can eat a lot more food for a lot less calories. Uh, week two still no weight change had a great week as on annual leave two workouts steps on fire average of 22,000 per day I've tracked everything calories under protein here water two liters a day hard to now get frustrated seeing um, no lose help please what is going wrong okay what's going wrong is you're doing two workouts a day you're doing too many steps you haven't tracked everything um, calories aren't under um, protein might have been hit and water two liters a day this comes down to understanding that. Here's the thing: you are doing a lot, a hell of a lot. You're doing too many workouts. You're doing too many. You're doing twice as many steps as I recommended. If you were eating the right amount of calories, your weight would be flying off. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. Your weight, if if you were doing everything correct like you're doing, your weight would be flying off. The answer to this is something in there. We need to change. Okay, you're either eating too much or not being consistent with something. And this is a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. Because if I was doing two workouts a day, 22,000 steps each day, and has tracked everything, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You'd have lost pound off, you, fat would have melted off. So what we need to look at is what am I doing wrong? Because the thing is, is if you're looking at this and getting frustrated thinking that there's something wrong that you're not doing, you're not learning. Because you're putting the blame on something else, you can't learn the lesson. What we need to say, and and the reason I'm saying this is because I've worked with thousands of people that have said to me things like this. And when we dug deeper, and I said to them, look, right? If I got my iPhone and I had enough memory and I taped it to your head and we recorded you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we and we went through everything on the video, are you 100% telling me, 100% that you have tracked everything, done everything? And if the answer's yes, then let's look at this. Great, now we know what we need to do. We need to reduce calories slightly. That's it, because if we've done everything to the letter, We've just had two weeks and it's all done. Great. So we just may need to make a calorie tweak and carry on with what we're doing. But you're doing far too much. Far too much. Far too much. Um, if it's two workouts a day, far too much. If you're doing twenty-two thousand steps, on, including two workouts, something's wrong. Um, and if you were, if you were, if if you were on the right calories, um, every, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So we need to figure out where it is that is is going wrong. Firstly, what I'd say is only work out three to four times a week. Stop with the twice a day stuff. Reduce from 22,000 steps, which is crazy, to 10. And if that's not the case, then we need to be looking at the food, looking at where we're going wrong with that, um, tracking 100% this week and being completely honest with where it is that um, we're going wrong with that, and learning and figuring it out so we can finish off the next four weeks and get success, okay? Look at this as a learning curve. Look at this of going, look, what am I not doing? And then when we figure that out, we'll be like, hallelujah, this is what I'm not doing. I can't believe that. And the amount of people that have come to me and said exactly what you've said and then the next week they go, I had a real good look at my calories and realized that I'm eating 900 calories a week too much. You know, I've had people say to me, I, I really looked at my calories and I forgot. I didn't count my olive oil. My olive oil. And and they've been putting like 300 calories a day of just olive oil on their foods. I'm like, there you go. That's, that's, that's like two days' worth of food. So... Um, We need to be looking at where we're going wrong so we can make the right steps for going right and we can get the success. Okay, more of a mindset question, straight out. I struggle with enthusiasm to do workouts. Same here. Uh, 10,000 steps, and I'm always amazed at how focused you are. Where does this stem from? I want to change, but um, I'm lazy. There's no such thing as a lazy person. You're just doing something that you don't enjoy doing. I am lazy at doing things that I don't enjoy doing. I'm lazy as fuck. I've got... At home, I've got clothes all over the floor. It drives my wi- wife mental. Uh, Anna's always yelling at me to take the bins out because I can't be asked. We're lazy at the things that we don't enjoy doing. I fucking hate home workouts with a passion, but I have to do them because there's no other choice. Um, and sometimes we just need to dis- discipline ourselves. Uh, and you know, the, the way that I'm able to do things is I have mental models in my head I have quotes which I use to myself, environment dictates performance, motivation is doing things when you feel like doing it, discipline is doing things regardless of how you feel, Jamie you're going to die one day, all of this won't matter, so enjoy it while you still can, make the most of being fit and active because when you're 90 or 80 you won't be able to go and do a home workout, you won't be able to walk up the stairs maybe. You know, and then you're going to look back at you when you're in your forties th- and fifties and go, "Wow, do you remember that time when I was doing home workouts and I used to do burpees on the floor?" And you're going to look back and, re- and and if you didn't do it, you're going to regret doing it because you're going to go, "I can't believe that I had the, I was able to walk around and do the things, do whatever I wanted to do in my life, and I didn't do fuck all." And it's these mental models that I tell myself. I say, "Get up and attack the day. Get up and make the most of this." Get up and enjoy life and enjoy the, the freedom and the ability to do this shit now because time will go when you won't be able to do it. And this is the same as, say, like when, when me, and my, me and Anna get stressed out with the kids, you know, Arch has just smashed his head for the second time and, you know, we're, we're exhausted. You know, I turn around to Anna and I turn around to myself and go, one day, one day we'll look back at this and wish that we could go back and experience this again because, our kids are going to grow up, they're going to go and, and do their own things with their own life and they're going to leave us and we're going to be you know, just me and her which we're looking forward to and it, you know, it's experiencing those things and going, look, this life isn't forever so let's make the most of it and that's how I get in the mindset of, of doing what I do which enables me to go, right, What there's lots of shit that I don't want to do today but do it anyway Okay, I ran for a total of 16 minutes today, week four of Couch to 5K. Uh, I've tried the Couch to 5K in the past, but I've never had the discipline to keep going when i got a t- uh, tough or cold outside. Mindset is in a fab place, and it's thanks to you, your team, and the f- this fa- fantastic group. Hashtag not fatter Fitty. Hashtag discipline keeps you growing. Absolutely awesome. Ladies and gents, we have just hit our hour. We've got quite a, f- quite a few uh, questions, but hopefully the same theme has gone through today. We're two weeks in. Do not expect anything to have happened in the la- in the last two weeks. Your body is adjusting, getting used to what it is that you're doing, building these new habits and routines, and enjoy the journey. We're going into week three. It's wobble week. This is usually a time when your body catches up on you. And I'm saying, be patient. Look, f- fat loss, as I said, it's like learning a, lo- a new language. We're learning Japanese. We're not going to learn it in two weeks. It's going to take time. And also, be honest with yourself. Be absolutely honest and ask yourself, am I doing everything? Because when I've asked myself that before, I've realized that I wasn't. Even though I was telling myself I was. We're the we're the biggest liars to ourselves because we try and protect ourselves from the truth. Because sometimes the truth hurts. It does. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow when we look at ourselves in the mirror and say, you're not doing enough. Or you're you know you're masking that thing because you don't you know you've got your head in the sand like an ostrich because you don't want to face the realities um and these are hard questions that we need to tell ourselves but it's being more self-aware that's going to get us the results because that's what i want i want every single person on this challenge to finish this challenge and go you know what? two things i learned loads i enjoyed the journey it, it helped me during lockdown, we had fun, I met new people, it was fucking awesome and that's what I want and guess what, I lost two or three pounds or I lost eight pounds or I lost ten pounds, everyone's on a different journey, everyone's experiencing their own thing, everyone's going through struggles at the moment, everyone's got ups, everyone's got, got downs, everyone has good days, everyone has bad and it's all about enjoying it all okay and and, and that's the biggest thing I can say, learn from your mistakes we don't learn anything from a perfect week and let's get into this week three we're a vengeance these workouts are cheeky as fuck this week as you saw with the 45 seconds we've got another one on wednesday we've got another one on friday let's smash those out of the park and let's have a fantastic week ladies and gents really hope you've enjoyed uh this q a session and let's get to it okay we're only a third of the way in let's let's make the most of this week three ladies and gents And I will be speaking to you, no doubt, bright and early tomorrow morning. Thanks ever so much for tuning in, ladies and gents. And as always, adios amigos.